806 here on 630 Ched this morning with Daryl McIntyre, Morley too, and soon to be also with Stacey Bratzel as she starts on September the 25th with us here on 630 Ched. Thank you, Chedville, for being around on this Tuesday morning. Some f- fascinating uh, announcement yesterday. You had a couple of levels of government. You had members of the police services as well as the provincial government, obviously, talking about new efforts to tackle violent crime, especially in the major cities of Edmonton and Calgary, and just so that people have a right to feel safe when they're on the streets. Uh, different uh, different tactics uh, like uh, dedicated prosecutors or taking a hard stance against bail for repeat offenders, things that have been brought up before but trying to take some action. And there's an awful lot of people who are going, gee, I really hope this works, including Executive Director of the Downtown Business Association, Panita McBrien. I cannot tell you how many phone calls and emails I've received over the years telling me I will not come downtown anymore. I will not bring my kids downtown anymore because I don't feel safe. And and the reality is that perception really matters. And I really think that partisanship goes out the window. This is something that uh, depend. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you feel safe. You feel safe. If you don't feel safe, you don't feel safe. And it doesn't matter about partisanship. So that's why there seemed to be a lot of uh, support or at least hope that these steps are going to make a difference. Mickey Amory is the uh, Minister of Justice here in Alberta, joining us this morning. Just help flesh out exactly what is being done. Uh, Mr. Minister, thank you so much for taking time. And thank you very much for having me. So what's the crux of the action that was announced yesterday? I think we understand the issues, uh, but what's the crux of the action that is being taken? Well, really, we have a uh, an approach to to deal with what we've been hearing from from Albertans and indeed Edmontonians, and that is that the crime levels are unacceptable, especially in in the downtown core. And so, what we announced yesterday was the creation of a special prosecution team to help deal with the uh, uh, areas of, of rising criminal activity. We've also taken a remarkable change in how our prosecutors are going to be dealing with uh, bail uh, and and the, the the terms of bail when it comes to repeat or serious offenders. And finally, uh, in my role as Attorney General, I looked at what was uh, developed in 2017, effectively called the triage protocol, and I decided that there was no room in this province for that type of uh, approach. I thought that it was uh, inherently inappropriate for for some of the the circumstances that we were experiencing uh, in this day and age, and I thought that uh, I would uh, exercise my ability to, to remove that protocol and terminate it effective immediately. I think that protocol was was put into play, and I'm not going to get into what a previous government does, because like I said, let's take partisanship out of it as to what works. It might have been needed at the time because it was just overwhelmed. Is our system not still overwhelmed, and is there a danger of you know targeting some things and it's going to be at the cost of some others? Indeed, uh, this is certainly uh, an area where, where you know, partisanship has, has no space. I, I think that public safety is uh, is a concern for everybody. But what I will say is this. Uh, this government has increased in investment in the Crown Prosecution Service. We've been able to hire additional prosecutors, in fact, more than 50 since 2019. And we've been able to bring caseloads down to a manageable level. And what that effectively means is that 
all projections that we've had from the department suggest that we'll be able to handle a uh, the influx of cases uh, by terminating this policy and we'll be able to do it uh, with, while maintaining uh, the, uh, the 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 strength and the credibility of our of our justice system i'm very confident that we'll be able to remove this policy and continue to prosecute crimes wherever and whenever it is appropriate and that will not impact the ability of our crown prosecutors to do a great job okay uh, mr minister when talking about dedicated prosecutors what are we talking about with that uh, that phrasing we're talking about a group of prosecutors who are focused on particular areas of geography, particular areas of certain neighborhoods in the downtown core. And, and what I think this effectively means is that we'll be able to achieve efficiency and strong prosecutions through this type of specialization. We'll be able to have prosecutors who become familiar with the bad actors who are operating within our downtown core. We'll be able to have prosecutors who become familiar with small things, nuances like what neighborhoods these crimes are being committed in, who's involved, who are the victims, and we'll also have prosecutors who form very close relationships and contacts with our Edmonton Police Service. I think all of these things combined will work together to help create efficiencies and expedite the uh, prosecution of criminals. And uh, with that said, it will be able to, we'll, we'll see market improvements in the, in the type of uh, prosecutions that take place. I will also say this, we do have a dedicated team of prosecutors who are working uh, on firearms related prosecutions and that has been tremendously successful. When you have a prosecutor who does the same thing day in and day out, they become experts in their field and that's what we want to do with this particular program. Uh, obviously, there there's a need for something to be done. I think you know, people have, have spoken uh, considerably, and we're getting more in on the text line this morning. It is not a simple situation. We've heard so many times that there can be mental health issues. There are sometimes addiction issues that can contribute, and some of those bad guys are preying on the people who have the mental health issues or the addiction issues. So absolutely, you have to go after them. How do you, how do you find a balance between keeping people safe and not, you know, it's like putting the boots down on people who are vulnerable. Well, I think you, you said it exactly uh, as you did. I think it's incredibly important to focus on those who prey on our most vulnerable, prey on the individuals who are addicted to substances, who have mental health issues. We want to deliver a message to those who are preying on the vulnerable that there is zero tolerance policy. They are not welcome in this province. They will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. With that said, we can't arrest our way out of some of the social issues that we were you just mentioned. We need to have a strong compassionate care program as well to help provide the supports for those who need it. And that's why in collaboration with my colleagues in mental health and addictions and the Minister of Public Safety and Emergency Services, we've developed both a short-term and immediate um, objective, which is dealing with these bad actors. But we're also introducing a rollout of a number of compassionate care treatment programs to help uh, address those. I think yesterday's announcement included a um, discussion from uh, Chief McPhee, who said that the police services would be patrolling those high uh, the criminal zones and offering supports to, to those who are addicted to substances to help them achieve uh, their, their goals of, of uh, seeking help where, wherever they need it. Uh, I know you got to go here, but one quick question here. Time-wise, uh, is there any way to estimate when we might start to see a difference and feel a difference or experience a difference, or is that an impossible thing to ask? 
I don't think it's an impossible thing to ask at all. We'll also be measuring our progress uh, very closely. We're looking at some of the, um, uh, the, the, the things that we've introduced. We'll be able to provide metrics and statistics here very shortly. I know that the police were incredibly anxious to have this program roll out so that they, be, they can begin their, their, um, their sweeps of downtown, going through downtown, making sure that the public feels safe. I find it incredibly heartbreaking to hear stories of families who avoid the downtown core because of their concerns for public safety. And my primary objective in this province and in this role is to make sure that all of the law-abiding citizens can enjoy this beautiful province to its fullest extent. And so we'll continue to assess and reassess. As I said yesterday, nothing is off the table. I have a tremendous support of this government to do everything that I need to do to make sure that Albertans feel safe in their communities, and that's exactly what I intend to do. Uh, thanks for your time this morning. Good chatting with you. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Take care. Uh, Minister of Justice here in Alberta, Nikki Amory, joining us. So what do you think? 780-496-0063. This give you some confidence that changes are going to be made. Does this uh, cause you pause for concern that uh, it might be, be too much of a crackdown? Is there such a thing? I'd love to hear what you have to say, Chadville. 780-496-0063. A lot of people uh, already jumping in on the text line about this. More concerned about some of the addiction and then the open drug use that is going on. It doesn't feel unsafe, but does not need to see open drug use uh, downtown. Uh, you know, we had another one in on the text line from uh, from Tim who says... I haven't felt safe going into Edmonton for about five years now. Sincerely appreciate any efforts to deal, especially with repeat offenders. So you can have the argument about how much is too much or what about the social cost? What about the, the social uh, element of, of dealing with mental health and dealing with addictions, etc.? But, you know, who's going to argue against going after the really bad criminals, those who do victimize others, who victimize some of the people who are in even the encampments, uh, right? Some of them or some of the other people who live on the street, they also end up getting victimized. So if you can get that criminal element under some semblance of control, maybe that makes a difference.